Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I'm gonna be talking about the secret to great parenting. So the big question is this, how are parents like us who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the secret to great parenting. And, you know, I'm going to start off with a sports analogy. So for you ladies, please bear with me. For your dads, you will get it. Um, And this is from a dad's perspective. But my wife, the other day, as I was watching football, kind of in a disgusted, frustrating way, was like, why do those New England Patriots, like, what is so special about them? Why is it that they aren't just consistent one year, but for decades now, they are the creme de la creme. Like you just can't beat this team and they just keep showing up and they keep winning, although they have different parts. And and my best analogy I could give her was, or my, my best advice was I said, you know what, their coach has an attention to detail. He has a plan and he removes emotion from the equation. I said he treats every single play as if the score is 0-0. There is no situational football. He just is consistent in what he does. She goes, well, what do you mean? I said the other day they were beating a team 33 to nothing. There's like two minutes left in the game. I go, when you're too close on the other side of the field where it's too long to kick a field goal, but yet not long enough to quite punt, a strategy a coach would use is to take a penalty uh, so that the punter doesn't punt it into the end zone and they get better field position. I said, so they're winning 33 to nothing with less than two minutes to go in a game. You know, some coach may just be like, hey, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna kick it. Doesn't matter if the ball goes in the end zone. But he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's treating the game as if it's the first series of the game, and he's gonna get the best field position. The funny part was the other coach declined the penalty. So he literally still wants a penalty. He wants it better. He purposefully tells one of his players to move on the next play, get a false start, and they'll receive that penalty and they declined again. So he, the coach very rarely smiles or laughs and he caught a smirk. My point to her was that play in the grand scheme of things at the end of the game of a blowout game doesn't matter. But he treats it like it's the first play of the game. And it does matter. Because there was no way they could possibly lose that football game but he's still playing the game the way he would play it no matter what. He takes the emotion out of it. Then the attention to detail, he has a plan. 
So the best parents have a plan. The best parents have a strategy. And the best parents, regardless of the reaction of the kids, still parent based on their plan and they remove the emotion. There are so many times I have to talk to my kids about things or, you know, discipline them, create a, you know, follow through on a consequence. And I'm like, man, this sucks. I love these kids. I don't want to take that away. I don't want to prevent him from doing that. I want to buy him this present that he doesn't deserve right now. Why? Because I love him and he's my kid and I, I want him to have it. But if I play the emotion game because I love my kids so much, they won't ever learn any lessons. And the same thing goes for you parents. Like, we as parents, it's our jobs to remove the emotion and just follow through on the consequences, regardless of how it makes us feel when we know it's the right thing for our kids. Not to mention, we're the ones who created the rules. And so many times parents aren't following through on their own rules simply because, well, I, I didn't think Johnny did it. It wasn't that bad this time. Look, it's black and white. If he did this, this is the consequence. But because our emotions get involved, because they're our kids, we tend to not follow through on those. So I know I had a long analogy of football, but at the end of the day, they're excellent at what they do. They have six Super Bowl championships. They've been to nine Super Bowls. They've been in the AFC Championship game, which is the game before the Super Bowl, in the teens. Like, like they are at that game 75% of the time over the last 20 years. What makes them excellent? Is their consistency in showing up based on their plan, regardless of where they are in the game or where they are in the season, just execute on the plan. And if we prepared properly and we've created a plan that we think we can execute that will win, nobody creates a plan that they think isn't gonna win, right? They're gonna execute on a plan that's a winning plan. And if this plan doesn't work, we could reassess the plan, but their plan has worked more times than not. So they trust their plan. So parents, I don't know jack about parenting, but if we were to use this football analogy about what makes greatness, and if you wanna be a great parent, create a plan. Execute on that plan, which means in, in the most simplest form, if, if, if you create a plan for consequences, if there's if there's an action and you have a consequence, like execute on that. And the best way to execute on that is to try to take the emotion out of it. If you're feeling emotional towards it, like you need to check yourself. This has nothing to do with the kids. But I can't tell you how many parents tell me their kids walk all over them, that their kids don't have any discipline, their kids don't have any chores, they don't follow through on any chores. And I was like, what are the consequences? Well, you know, you know, I say this, but I don't always follow through. It's not the kid's fault. It's your fault. So if you want to be an excellent parent, more, more, more than being an excellent parent, right? Who cares about that? Because what determines an excellent parent is whether or not you have well-behaved, 
listening in public, like kids who are gonna be productive members of society. Like that determines whether or not you're a good parent and that happens way down the road. So no, your goal shouldn't be to, to be a good parent. Your goal should be to have productive, well-mannered, productive members of society. And probably the best way to do that is show up for them consistently with whatever your plan is. Explain that plan to these kids and execute on it. And try to take as much emotion out of that as possible. We cannot make emotional decisions. Because if we do, we'll make bad ones. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. Look, I don't know jack about parenting. But I know however you show up consistently, even if it's consistently inconsistent, you will reap the rewards, the benefits, or the consequences of your actions. What's your parenting plan? Are you executing on it? And are you allowing your emotions to get in your way? Answer those questions. We'll find out where you play, where you pan out in the parenting playbook. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.